Hello, this is Robbie Lee. And Sam. And welcome once again to Third Row from the Front. Today's movie is called Old, and it's the newest movie from M. Night Shyamalan, who is known for such films as Sixth Sense, Signs, The Village, and other movies that most people didn't like. Um, But this one is, I guess, based on a graphic novel, actually, I saw somewhere. And it... It revolves around uh, the main the, the main group is this family. Um, the father is played by um, Gael Garcia Bernal, who is a Mexican actor. He's done some movies with Diego Luna, so they're like I think they're friends in real life. But anyway, um, he's the dad. Um, the wife uh, is played by I don't know the actor's name actress's name, but oh, wow. no, it's, I mean I've never seen her in anything else. Vicky Creek. Creeps? Vicky Creeps. I'm probably saying that wrong. But anyway, uh, and they're two kids. And they're, um, they've gone to this, like, getaway destination that she found online. And it's really nice. Uh, it's a really beautiful, like, uh, tropical kind of, you know, resort. And one day the hotel, I guess the director or the concierge, whatever he is, he recommends that they go to this uh little island that's kind of hidden um the private beach is what he calls it uh, he only recommends it to certain people anyway so they get there and a few other groups of people get there and slowly but surely if you've seen the trailers and if you've heard the name of the title then people start they start getting old <laughs> they start getting older so all of a sudden these kids that were like um you know six and eleven i believe when they get there all of a sudden they look like you know 12 and uh 17 <laughs> my math do it real quick uh you know they look they, they start aging and everyone's like what the hell is going on and it just gets weirder from there but uh before we get more into the details of the movie sam what did you think of old i liked this movie and i know you said some, like you kind of didn't want to see it because reviews came out and they were like oh the reviews are meh you know the reviews were like 50 50 yeah I liked it. I'm not saying this was like the greatest movie of all time or anything like that, but I enjoyed it. I thought it scared me. Um, I feel like this is a horror movie in such a different sense um, of the genre, and it really plays on your like psychological fears of getting old and dying. And I mean, that's one of my biggest fears. Like, I do not want to get old. Like, and I'm sure it's a lot of people's fears. Like. Yeah. First, like, I just don't want to look old, right? Like, I don't want the wrinkles. I just, I don't want to look old. I don't want the gray hair. Um, and then with all of, like, the illnesses that comes with getting old, like, you can't hear, you can't see, like, your bones are breaking, you know, like, you're just getting smaller and sicker. Um, so getting old to me is already a nightmare. And to put it in this movie the way that he did it was, I thought brilliant because it was so scary to me um but i thought it was a very entertaining movie i I, you know kept my interest the whole time it scared me um i can see where maybe some reviews were like oh come on like that this is dumb or but if you know take that that out of the equation like oh that would never happen or this is just too weird it really, the whole message of the movie to me was really just to enjoy the present. 
that was like the whole movie was just a big metaphor for enjoying the present um like the movie opens up with this main family right in the van going to their destination and the kids are being kids and the mom says like oh i can't wait to hear your she tells the daughter i can't wait to hear your voice when you're older because she was singing right and then um they asked the little boy something like, oh, are you going to get on this whatever jet ski or something? Or I wanted to do this. The little boy says, I want to do this. And the, the dad goes, well, you're not old enough yet, son. You know, So already they're talking about time. They're talking about age. They're talking about things that they wish they can do. Um, There's even, that, not to interrupt you, but in that same scene, uh, they said like, let's uh, this is boring or something like that. And she's like, don't fast forward through this moment. Like, mm-hmm. enjoy this moment. So it's already, like, kind of giving you those Yeah, those like sentiments. from the opening scene, <laughs> yeah. they're talking about just enjoying the moment and because they were talking about wishing to be older or wishing to be mm-hmm. in the future. Um, and then the more, like, you see the family, um, the parents are kind of arguing and you hear the wife tell the dad, like, you're always living in the future. Like, you're always li- you're making plans. Like, why can't you just be in the now? And then, because she, what she does for a living, I think she works, like, in a museum. Or that's what he says, because he's mm-hmm. like, well, you're always, you're just stuck in the past. You're always, like, in the past. You live in a museum, you know. Um, and so, again, talking about time, like, mm-hmm. don't be in the past or the future. Be in the present, mm-hmm. right? Um, so... And then I thought it was interesting because the little boy, he has this, like, I don't know, quirk where he, and the daughter explains it real quick, like, oh, he remembers certain things about people. Like, so he's going up to people asking, oh, what's your name and what's your occupation? What's your name and what's your occupation? Um, And you know, it's funny. It's like a weird thing that I guess a kid can do or whatever. So people just laugh it off and go, oh, my name is this and I do this. Yeah, they're like, oh, (laughs) cute. And and then he just moves on to the next, you know, people. Um, And then he's like talking to a kid and and he's like, oh, I, I, you know, I have, I don't have any friends. And then he's like, well, I can be your friend, and we could go to college together. And we could do like he's already planning mm-hmm. out the future. And the last thing he says is, and then we can uh, be neighbors and have mortgages or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like really funny, but but really, you think about it, like that's the future. <laughs> like he's already planned out the future yeah. in these like few seconds. Like, um, you know, another metaphor for the movie. I feel like so. Um, yeah, and, um, with the whole occupation thing, I feel like that was a big statement in the movie as well, because I feel like a lot of people have to kind of use their job as a way to say, like, you can trust me, or I'm smart, or Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a good person because of the job that I have. And that plays out on this beach that they're stuck in, right? Because, um, you know, you have one guy who's a doctor and one guy who's like a rapper. And so the doctor is like, you know, you should trust me. Like, trust, I'm a doctor. You should be able to trust me. And then even the mom where she's trying to, you know, get everyone to calm down. She's telling the doctor like, oh, I work in a museum and I do this. And and she says, I'm telling you this so that you can trust me that I'm not being irrational. But it's like, why does your job define what kind of person you are? Um, you know, you have 
I mean, we could go off on that. Crazy people being, you know, policemen. Yeah. Or crazy people being doctors. Or like, or that thing like, oh, if you're a waitress or a server, then it's like, oh, well, you're not, you know, you, you must not be smart or something. Right. It's like this this stereotype that we have of people, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, everyone kind of says their occupation at one point in the movie because they're just trying to say like, no, look, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Like, you, you know, let's work this out. So I thought that was interesting um, that they brought that out. Um, they talk about, they kind of figure out really quickly um, what's causing this, um, their their cells to age or whatever. Um, and I'm like, man, that's pretty good. I don't know if I would have figured that out that quickly. Um, but, you know, they, they talk about their surroundings. Like maybe it's the rocks or maybe it's the sand. Like it has to be. Um, cause there was a lot of comments on like, oh, there's, there's rocks on this beach that you can't find anywhere else. Like nothing else looks like them. And, um, they start talking about, well, maybe it's something in, in these rocks that's making our cells, um, react a certain way. And this may sound silly, but I watch, uh, the secrets of Skinwalker Ranch <laughs> on, um, the history channel and, I don't know if anyone else out there watches that show, but what they've been figuring out in this past season. Um, so if you don't know what Skinwalker Ranch is, it's a it's a huge ranch that's like um, I think it's like close to like the middle of Utah. I don't remember what city. Well, it's not a city because it's just a big old ranch out in the middle of nowhere. Um, but for decades, there has been crazy, unexplained phenomena that happens at this ranch. Um, to UFOs, to cattle mutilations, to portals, to, and skinwalkers, right? Like people um, think that ranch is, or that land is cursed with skinwalkers and, you know, all kinds of different things. So the, per- the premise of this show is to send actual scientists out there to try to document and conduct scientific experiments to try to figure out what's causing this phenomenon to see if it can be explained in any way um and so one part of their findings this past season is that the ground is actually the way the soil and minerals are like compacted it's acting as a huge battery so they actually put like Tesla coils in the ground and it was charging the Tesla coils. They actually hooked up a battery and like a flashlight um, and then connected the flashlight to the ground and the ground was powering the flashlight on. And they were, you know, on the show, they're like freaking out, like, how could this happen? How can the ground like create this type of charge? And the rocket scientist, I can't remember his name, or Travis, Travis something but he explains he's like because they do all these types of like experiments to see like what's in the ground and he explained he's like the ground is essentially a battery the way everything is compacted and it's creating and holding charge and you know the electrical current which is insane like how does that happen in nature right so this is what's really happening like in real life in utah on that ranch so to me this movie is can't be that far off. Like when they're saying, oh, something's in the rock, this is found in nature. Like, I don't know if it could be made by nature or someone made it that way or what. 
Um, but to me, it made me start thinking like, that's crazy. Like how do that's not far from impossible from what we're finding out today. So, um, I just found because of that stuff that I watch and that I'm into, I found the movie like super interesting. I found it super scary. I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, so yeah, that's my take on the movie. I I enjoyed the premise of the movie. Like it was an interesting premise for sure. Um, since you liked it so much, I'm I'm gonna go in and go with what I didn't like about the movie because you pretty much covered what I liked about it too. Uh, what I didn't like about it from the very beginning, it was weird because a lot of these actors I know like they're they're known actors. Uh, you know, Gaia Bernal, uh, Rufus Sewell, who's been in a lot of stuff. He was the doctor. He's, he was in, like, Knight's Tale. He's been in a lot of stuff. He usually plays a villain. Um, Ken Leung, I believe is his name. He played the nurse, and he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Rush Hour. <laughs> he was, like, the bad guy in Rush Hour, or one of the bad guys. Um, um, anyway, so there's, there's a lot of well-known actors in this movie. But for some reason, I don't know if it's the dialogue that was written. I don't know if it was the direction that was given. But the acting felt a little off. It felt almost like this was their first movie. And I was like, why are they acting so poorly? Like, it didn't seem realistic. A lot of the line line reading seemed very, I don't know, just it just seemed like a first take to a lot of these uh, line readings. So that bothered me from the beginning, especially that, that actress, the one that played the wife. I felt like a lot of her lines felt fake. Like she did, she wasn't like selling it to me, and I don't know if it's because I know this sounds really bad, but they all have accents. But it's it wow. can, no, it can't be that. It, it can't be that they have accents though, because I mean, Diego Luna has an accent, and he sells it even in a Star Wars movie. So at first I thought maybe it's the accents. Maybe that's maybe I'm just not. Um, maybe maybe they're having a hard time with the dialogue cuz it's too americanized the 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 um the dialogue but then i was like no it's not that so cuz not all of them have accents right but anyway so that one that kind of threw me off like some of these um some of the performances just seemed off um also as is common with M Night Shyamalan he tries to write I don't know when he started doing this because it wasn't noticeable in Sixth Sense. It wasn't noticeable in Signs or Unbreakable. Like those movies were all really good movies. They were all very tense movies. Um, I think it started with like Lady in the Water. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm -mm. So he made a movie called Lady in the Water. It's got a big cast just like this one. All good actors. But for some reason he tries to write like funny lines or jokes and they don't land very well. They almost seem kind of corny. Like just the fact that the rapper's name is what mid what was it mid-size mid-size sedan. sedan like that's obviously a joke like on rapper names but i was like that's not a, it's just corny like that would work in like a will ferrell movie like oh there's mid-size sedan right here like ha 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 you know it's a terrible rapper name but in here we're supposed to, we're meant to take it like as a serious rapper and it's obviously like a little joke on his part and it just seems really like a dad like a dad joke almost <laughs> like he writes dad jokes so some of those jokes are, you know, you, you, you see them, he, he tends to do those with like ensemble casts. I don't know why. There's other jokes in there that don't, that are just kind of like, ugh, why did he have to do that? But that aside from that, there are some, if you've just seen the trailer and you think it's just about people getting older, um, it gets really crazy. Like it gets 
there's stuff I'm not even going to mention that happens that you're like, wow, like shocking to the point where I actually looked up the rating when we got home because I thought this must have been rated R. It's actually PG-13. And there's some like pretty violent scenes, some pretty grotesque scenes. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Um, there's even like nudity. But it's like back nudity, I guess. Like bump butts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was like, well, they got away with a lot for a PG-13 movie. And it's pretty intense. Like, mm-hmm. there's even some stuff in there that I'm sure people are going to be like, wow. When you really think about it, like stuff that happens with the kids because you're like, these are kids. These are like six-year-olds and whatever. But, you know, they're getting older. So stuff starts to happen, right? So there's a lot of lot of like wtf moments <laughs> but it, i mean it's 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 um like sam said it's or like you said it's very um very unpredictable like it's, it keeps you entertained the whole time the other issue that i had and i love m night Shyamalan's like directing style he does these interesting shots especially in his first movies i feel like he did a lot of very interesting stylistic shots like i can remember unbreak was it unbreakable yeah so unbreakable there's a scene where in the in the foreground you have like a doctor talking to Bruce Willis and I don't even think you see the doctor's face like you see them like their chest down and you see Bruce Willis he's sitting there and he's listening to this doctor talking to him and I think it's M Night Shyamalan actually um cuz he always cameos in his movies but he's talking to him like how he's the only survivor and he's like that man over there and he's kind of pointing behind him he's like that's the last person and we're not we don't think he's going to survive and they're talking back and forth and in the background you do see a body like laying on a stretcher or like on a hospital bed but it's all blurry cuz it's not what the focus is but as they keep talking you you keep looking back to that background cuz it's it's in the center of the frame and all of a sudden you see like blood start to like seep out of like the chest so you know it's like a, a signal like okay that guy's dead for sure but he does interesting shots like that where you're you're supposed to be focusing on one thing but there's something going on in the background well in this movie he keeps moving panning the camera back and forth and there's a couple of scenes where he does this like complete 360 and it was actually making me kind of nauseous because <laughs> the camera keeps like panning and panning and panning and squirreling around. Yeah, and it was going fast. It was too. going fast. And I, I actually started looking into the corner of the screen because I was like, I'm going to get sick if I keep looking at this. So that kind of got to me as well because I was like, he kept doing that. He kept panning to one side of the beach and then he would pan to the other side of the beach and then he panned back. And I don't know if that was to uh, symbolize like the passage of time because a lot of times you'd pan back so. and yeah. they'd look a little bit older. Like all of a sudden you notice like the, the mom had like wrinkles on her neck and like crow's feet, you know. Um, so you'd notice little changes. So I'm pretty sure that's what that was um, that was intended to do. But... Um, and there was another shot where, like, you're looking, I don't know, it was a weird framing of the image. Like, there was the little girl's face, like, on the bottom left of the frame. And then on the top right of the frame, you had, like, somebody's shoulder and their hand was, like, touching her shoulder. But it was really poorly framed, I felt like. And I was like, why did they do this? This was weird. And I think it was to obscure their faces for as long as he could. Because you're not supposed to see that they've already changed. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like, well, we already know that's the premise of this movie, right? It's in the title. It's in the trailer. So I don't know. It just it just felt unnecessary to me. 
But other than that, I really did like the story because um, you never know where it's going. You see glimpses of the outside of the outside world. You keep seeing these flashing lights like on the on the ridge, and they they notice it too. They're like, mm-hmm. "What is that?" And then somebody says, I think that's a camera. So they realize that something's going on. Like something, they were put here and something's going on. We don't, we don't discover, we do eventually. And that was kind of my problem with the ending. Like I both, I liked the fact that it was explained. But at the same time, I feel like it took away from it as well. Because like you figure out what's going on. And then in a way it kind of, it kind of tramples all over what you said the movie was about, which is to enjoy the moment that you're in and enjoy your time while you have it. But then they go and explain what's going on. And then you're like, well, now it's about something else almost completely. And then something's brought up at the end. Again, I, I hate to be so vague, but I don't want to give away the ending. Something's brought up at the end where you're like, hmm, maybe I can, I can see like it's one of these good thing a bad thing that's done for like good reason and then that's quickly like erased like it's quickly like done away with and you're like okay so what came of that and are we supposed to think more about that it was just briefly mentioned and then it's just kind of the movie's over all of a sudden you're like okay well so i had some issues with the the way the movie ended um i did like that there was a resolution because i think i would have been kind of upset if it was just like what happened i don't understand what what was yeah. going on here but it was kind of it was both like a plus and a minus at the same time because you find out but then now everything's kind of explained and you're like oh okay um which i think i feel like is a, is a a problem that that's very particular to Shyamalan. he's he's um he's been known for the whole like his endings right his like Uh twist endings or like those endings that are like oh what he was dead this whole time that's crazy i'm not gonna tell you which movie that was by the way if you haven't seen it yet (laughs) or what they were it was in modern day this whole time i thought they were living in the 1700s or whatever i'm not gonna tell you what movie that was if you haven't seen it yet (laughs) but anyway he's known for like those sting those like twist endings where you're like what um this one wasn't like that it wasn't like a what it was more like oh that makes sense or yeah. that okay everything kind of comes together um so overall i liked it there were some very big flaws that i saw in the movie um but i i liked it i liked the cast i liked the you know i love that guy garcia bernal is, mm-hmm. is 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 the lead was the lead actor you know i love seeing um you know, Mexican actors get to get to do stuff. You get to be the leading, the leading yeah. man. Um, it was like it was a diverse cast. You know, you had black actors, you had Asian actors, white actors. So it was a, it was a cool like little microcosm. Um, and it was like you said, it was very frightening. In it, like you said, in a different way, almost like a psychological way, because all the stuff that they were going through, like from like mental issues like I, I don't know if it was dementia we don't know what exactly was going on there with one of the characters but something mental for sure mm-hmm. and it was just accelerating as they got as they were getting older um to like vision problems hearing problems all this stuff that happens to you as you get older and i'm actually experiencing some of it now and it's like oh my god it's just <laughs> gonna get worse um it just makes you really fear for that like and and every different aspect of it like you said even the 
the more vain aspects of it there's a character who who doesn't want to look old they want to look beautiful and and they're very obsessed with that and then as their time is going on it's like it's like the most horrific version of what it means to get old and not look you know like you did when you were in your 20s or oh my even god that's me she's like I'm, I'm gonna be like that like don't look at yeah me. she was literally Turn like don't look at off. me <laughs> that was her horror right don't look at me i'm, I'm hideous so every every horrible thing that you can think of as you get older, all the diseases, all the ailments. And there was even a funny part. There was like some laughs from that, like because all of a sudden they started yeah. laughing to like yell in each other's ear. And like it was it was just like like what it is to be an old person. Yeah. And it's just it was just really scary in really that way. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> so I would definitely recommend it. This was, by the way, we didn't even mention this. This was our first movie in a theater yeah since well since violent odyssey since violent odyssey which was one of our our friends films but this was our first film that was like uh i guess like a nationally released film um or international i don't even know um and it's the we went to this theater that's close to our house but it was kind of scary because there was a lot of people in there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I immediately was like, I felt claustrophobic um, just with all the people and, and the, th- you know, we haven't, other than Violent Odyssey and even Violent Odyssey, it, it was, it was pretty spaced out. I felt yeah. like it was a bigger theater, like yeah. room. This one felt smaller. It felt smaller. I think because the. They didn't have any. I when I bought the tickets, I thought it was social distance because that's what it said on the website. But apparently not. I was like, oh, those are our seats right there next to that family right, right there. in the middle. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, but, and you know, it just really made me remember like how much I don't like people <laughs> like that, or I just like I'm so used to just watching movies here yeah. at the house. So first of all, the popcorn wasn't as good as we make it here. <laughs> So, like, we have a popcorn maker here, and so we, we put on our own butter and saw, and it's, like, freaking delicious. Yeah. Um, and there, just like you said, it tasted like microwave yeah. popcorn. Um, you know, fine, And I was but... really looking forward cause, to the popcorn, because yeah. I haven't had, like, movie theater buttered popcorn in a long time, and it smelled so good when we walked in. I was like, oh, my God, that's what I'm getting. And I was just disappointed. And then we ordered a soda, and this is, like, a you know a brew house or whatever so they give us the soda in like this little mason jar instead of like a big cup <laughs> yeah, or whatever like, so i'm like it? what the heck is happening here and then like the found fa- the guy next to me was just like burping all out and yeah. chewing all out and slurping loud with his mouth open i was just like so grossed out the entire time um, there were dicks anyway like the lady they was were rude. being rude to the waitress like the waiters and stuff the waitresses so already i was like annoyed i was like look this is why i don't like people yeah, i like so- watching my movies in my house with my own popcorn and silence you know um but you can't watch this movie at home yeah he only released it in the theater that's what i was gonna say i was like it, the only reason we went to go see it is because it's not available to on streaming any streaming services yeah um and he even uh m night Shyamalan recorded this like greeting i guess before the movie he's like hey everybody thanks for coming to see the movie you know um kind of thanking people for like returning back to the cinemas cinemars as they call them in, <laughs> in england um but yeah i mean it was a i i i'm glad we went to go see it 
it's just i don't if you're if you're like already going back to the movie theater then yeah i would recommend going back to see it if you're <laughs> still scared to go out there mm, i don't know would you recommend I mean, going to see it i don't know I don't know, that's a, that's a whole different topic. So Yeah, that's up to you. If you feel like risking you. your life for a movie, like, in general, in general. I would not, true, like, true. risk my life over a movie. But, I mean, we wore our masks the whole time that we weren't eating or drinking. Yeah, because um, the family beside us sure wasn't. So. Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, I hear people behind us coughing, so I'm just like, yeah. like, cringing. Um Obviously, I really wanted to see this movie, so I was willing to take the risk yeah. and go to the theater. I, I I would recommend the movie, um, but with those those warnings that I gave about the acting, the act you're gonna, I think you're gonna it notice. Did, it yeah, it did feel off, especially in the beginning. To yeah. me, it felt like a fake like movie or something. Yeah, it did feel off. Everybody, um, <laughs> yeah, like every some. I was like, what is going on here? But I feel like he did that on purpose, like, because you're meant to believe this is a really fun resort, Mm -hmm. a happy, safe place. But I think he was trying to make you feel like something was off. Yeah, I guess so. um, So that's what I get from it. it. I I didn't hate the movie because of it. Oh, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't think it, like, made it bad or anything. I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. I think he... He, I don't know. I don't think he writes dialogue as well as he used to. I think he's gotten a little sloppy. <laughs> but that being said, I did enjoy the movie. It was scary. From a, just like I said, just watching all this stuff happen to people, I was like, oh my god, that's what happens when you get older. Um, so it was definitely scary in that aspect. It's not a scary like a like a boogeyman scary. It was. It's like I said. It's all like very psychological uh, horror. Um and yeah, so I would recommend it. I give it let's say like two and a half stars out of four. It's not bad. Yeah. That's decent. So I would check it out. Uh don't be scared. I know some people like are like done with M Night Shyamalan. They're like, ah, I'm done. He's burned me too many times. But this <laughs> one was pretty good. I mean it was it was pretty decent. Yeah, and I liked the ending too. Like I liked that I liked that there was what? No, I'm sorry. I was just going to mention that. I forgot that the actor that's in this movie, what's his name? Alex, Alex Wolf. Wolf. He's a, he was in, in um, uh, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. He was the kid. Uh, I like him. I like that actor. He's a really good actor. Yeah, and he was also in, um, or he's in the Jumanji, like the new Jumanji uh, movies. Yeah. But, I mean, more importantly, he's in Hereditary, which he was really <laughs> good in that movie. And he's, he's good in this one, too, because it's tough. It must be tough to play those roles because it's like you're, you're, playing somebody that's looks like they're 17 but they're still kind of mentally six years old yeah but they're like they're still growing up so it's it, it was hard i'm sure it was hard to kind of find the balance in that because he he doesn't they don't play it like dumb like they're not like acting like little kids they're acting like kids who are growing up fast yeah so, anyway that must be hard to <laughs> to figure that out how do you do that exactly but they pulled it off pretty well yeah. But I'm sorry, you were saying something and I interrupted you. Wow, that's so rude. <laughs> but I like that. Um, I like the resolution that they gave at the end. And I, I like how it kind of leaves it up to you to decide, like, you know, when people talk about should you sacrifice, is it okay to sacrifice mm. 
Yeah. Um, some for the greater good. The or, greater good. Sorry, that was Or is it not? Those. You know? Yeah. So um, I, I like that. I, I like the ending. Yeah, it was good. Um, so check it out. I would say I would say go go look at it. I mean, it's not like you have a lot of choices in new movies right now. You yeah. got F nine, boo. You got <laughs> Black Widow, uh, Quiet Place Two, and like this movie. <laughs> That's pretty much it right now. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but um, I would I would watch it. It's it's definitely worth a viewing. Yep. Um. But like I said, it's PG it's PG thirteen, but there's some pretty intense scenes there. Like you take your kids, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um but anyway, yeah, I would recommend I, I think we both recommend it. Um follow us on Instagram at third row from the front and let us know what movies you want us to watch and review. Yes, exactly. So that wraps it up for old. Uh we'll talk to you next time on Third Row from the Front. Bye. Bye.